Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Superpower of Confidence podcast, uh, a podcast where we talk about true confidence and not arrogance. Our vision of confidence is one that is humble and self-loving. We talk about confidence in oneself, in the world, in the future, etc. Our guest today has the comedy career that people like me really look up to. So that's why I'm a little bit both intimidated, but also very excited uh, to welcome on this podcast, Rob Spence. Hi, everyone. Hi, Rob. Hi, hi. So uh, thank you so much for joining the podcast. You don't have to be intimidated. You know, that's a self-worth thing you have to get over. Like, because I'm a very relaxed guy. I'm not going to hurt you at all. There you go. You know, but we get right into the topic. Right into the away. topic. Yeah. Like, don't <laughs> fuck around with this. You know, if, if you, you're showing me your lack of self-confidence from the start. So. <laughs> no, but you're going to be very kind with me. Well, uh, you, you know, they, I, I've learned this in show business a lot of the time. The people who I really respect and I really look up to, you yeah. know, there's no need to have like any fear or nervousness around those sort of people because they're, they're caring people. You know, and they don't want any, they don't expect anything and, and um, they just want to support, you know. And right. we always, it's like when you go on a show and you're afraid the audience is going to hate you, but they're there, they paid the money to come and see you. They're there happy to see you. So right. it's the same thing I've, I've noticed with people who really got a lot of talent or they've really got a lot of, they've done really well, they're really giving and really caring about other people. I don't know, just... So, so I guess this is good because we're already skipping to the third question. Well, okay, is, yeah. No, but this is awesome. <laughs> but before we do this, actually, so uh, Rob, can you just quickly explain what you do? Well, um, I'm a comedian without borders. Um, one is I, I do comedy of, of all sorts. I don't just do stand-up comedians like most people these days. I do physical comedy, I do clowning, I do dance, yeah. I do I sing, I do acrobatics, do magic. Um, and I don't just do it in one place, I do it all over the world. I can do my shows in four different languages, but I can also do physical visual shows for people who don't speak at all yeah. you know i can perform in china and do an hour show and people yeah. understand the show that's amazing <laughs> so that's why i think the breadth of all the thing that you've done that's why you're such a complete comedic performer and that's why a lot of people look up to to what you've done and i've met you right at the moment when i was quitting my job and in a transition uh-huh. And I can't believe I'm going to say this as a skeptic, as a French skeptic, but, you know, maybe the universe gives you <laughs> thing that you wish for when you give it some sign, a little bit of help. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I'm seeing it so much at the moment with people who are changing directions. And uh, if it's the right direction, you know, then and it, you'll know. You get some signs. Signs will happen yeah. straight away. Things will pick, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. All of a sudden things will fall into place. Once you've drawn the the line in the in concrete not in sand if you do it in sand it washes away very quickly but you draw in concrete and say i'm going this direction yeah you know you make the decision and you go then things will just fall into place like like out of magic you know magically it was crazy that is true magic that's when magic happens you make a decision you go i'm going against the odds i'm going against what everyone tells me my family my friends everyone tells but i'm i'm doing it because i believe in it i believe in myself 
and then when you take the step it's this is the, the dip, most difficult thing because it's like a river mm. you know you've got this water coming towards you and you make that decision and you jump in the water and you start to swim and you'll swim for a little while but then you know a week two weeks three weeks four weeks a month five months later you're tired yeah. and you say and this is what's the problem with most people when they become entrepreneurs or they try something yeah. they jump into the river and the river is way too strong for them they're not equipped to right. swim in that river yeah. you know and that's why they go they pull out and they lose a lot of money and they go back to working a normal job again and, yeah. and give up but the idea is to equip yourself for that river knowing what it's going to be and know that it's going to be tough and you know mentally equip yourself to get into that and then you can swim and and overcome that current and what happens is you're as you're fighting that current people are throwing you you know yeah. food and yeah. strength and stuff and resources you know to to get through it but it's that it's that Right. Very most difficult thing. Let's hope I am swimming with the floor now. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you, well, you, you <laughs> just jumped into the river. Yeah, I just jumped. <laughs> you know, because even straight away you go, ah, "This is fucking hard," but uh, you just have to trust. No, no, I don't think it's actually right now. I just think it's scary. It's not yeah. so hard, but yeah. it's scary. Yeah, scary. Yeah. Uh, but you know, one of the things that um, so since you've entered my life, we've had a few conversations. And one of the things that has really inspired me to be a comedian when I was a kid was watching this TV show in France called La Classe. Yeah. And then I learned you, you've been on it. You've been on a few episodes. So yeah. you were one of the people who I, I didn't even know who inspired me. <laughs> probably. It was probably that episode when I was on La Classe. You went, I want to be like that guy. <laughs> it was you and Lagaffe. Uh, Lagaffe. <laughs> That's for the French listeners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The funniest man in France. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but also, you know, I, I wanted to have you on the podcast because I thought, okay, somebody like you who's, who's done and who continues to do everything that is possible in comedy, it's not possible that you've ever struggled with confidence or, or that. And then some of the things that you've told me, I was like, oh my God, how can Rob Spence <laughs> go through these moments? And so, so that's kind of what I wanted to have you on this. Uh, it's, it's, it's quite an eye opener. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's like, I, I have my role models of confidence. And one of my role models of confidence was, is Marco Rima, a Swiss comedian. Yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, because I just see him as an amazing, confident guy. And um, I spoke with him about it the other day. And he said, no, I'm, I, I don't. I, uh, no, really not. No, it's bullshit. Really? It looks like I have confidence. And I'm like, because it looks like you're improvising a lot. And doing, he says, no, no, it looks like I'm improvising a lot. It's, you know, it's worked out and, and it's thought out. And then I do it, but it looks very spontaneous. Yeah. So because I don't have the balls to do it live to do to improv to improv that yeah. kind of improv yeah. and i'm like wow i really you've you've you know opened my eyes i'm maybe more self-confident than what i thought <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should use me as a role model now maybe you should come on this podcast <laughs> maybe yeah you should have him so okay so very early when you jumped into the conversation you said uh, so comedians or people in show business that that you respect they come on stage and they're there to give mm. is this what confidence for a performer looks like um i think it's part of it i think i think i think the 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 greatest you know a lot of 
people in show business for different reasons. And I, I think the ones who are in there to give and to share their talents yeah. are the ones who really the better ones. Um, I mean, of course, there's a lot who's just doing it for their ego to boost themselves because they've got a low sense of self-worth. So they need to stand out in front of people and show everybody how amazing they are. Um, and, and that often, you know, that's often the, the fire that starts it. Yeah. But then after it, that can't, that fire can't keep it going no. because it ends in suicide <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, breakdowns and people losing the plot, yeah. you know, like so many great actors and singers and musicians yeah. have done because it was a self-worth problem. Yeah. They thought by this performance and, and it doesn't matter how famous you get and how much rich and how much success you have, if that self-worth underneath is not strong, sooner or later the, the walls will fall down. You've built your castle on sand. Yeah. And, um, and I think so that if, if you can get to the point where you are doing the performance just out of your love for the performance and your love for the audience and yeah. your love of that energy and that exchange of energy and giving them something, yeah. you know, then you're really on a strong, rich way as, a, as an artist. Yeah. yeah. So I, I started uh, 20 years ago the wrong way. So There's no wrong way. I mean, you know, the this is a self-confidence problem. <laughs> <laughs> the dreaming of, of fame and probably out of, you know, lack of self-confidence. For well, sure. yeah, that's, 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 that's normal. The awareness wasn't there. Now the awareness is coming. But anyway, sorry, yeah. go on. Yeah. But and then when I when I had another go four years ago, my motivation was, like you say, for uh, it was for the, the beauty of it, the art of I just really want to get like a good five minutes, a good 15, a good 30, a good. But. It took me a while to to come to a point where I, I trusted myself that I could give, you know, like, so it was, you've, you, I've known you after f four years in my second try. So I, and when I started to be confident with my skills, like, I know I can still improve a lot, but uh, I, I thought, okay, there's a chance that I might impress you, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in the in the beginning, it was a good two years of uh, it was you know based on hope <laughs> rather than not trust that I could that I could deliver the goods if you, if you see what I mean like the this knowledge that you can give you're there to to bring your talent it's it doesn't come in in my experience it didn't come straight away yeah it, it really does okay. It really does. That comes later, you know. Yeah. In the beginning, it's all about the ego, a lot of the time, you know. Was it was it your beginning? Did For me, it was all about start? the money. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also ego. Well, <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was it, there was an ego in the beginning, but I don't know. First, because I started as a dancer, I started as break dance, and I did that out of love, you know. Okay, yeah. And I wanted to be a dancer and an actor out of love. Okay. And then I got a job as comedian like a physical comedy mime in a fun park and that was really more for the money than for the job I didn't really like the job I didn't want it I wanted to be <laughs> in one of the shows or you know and then I slowly started to love the comedy and ah. made my own sketches and stuff but then it was always kind of a means to me becoming a movie star I, okay. <laughs> it was like it was it was my job I did on the, it was my you know my uh, uh, waiter job and I, I yeah. was rather than 
And I didn't like, I, I couldn't stand waiting for phone calls for castings. So I was rather on the street working as yeah. a street performer yeah. making money yeah. than sitting around waiting. And I'm just not a good waiter. Yeah. And um, so I, I did that. And that really, was really out of, out of money, you know. And then I fell more in love with the craft and more in love with doing it and realized, oh, I can act and I can do anything I really want. I can make videos, I can make films, I can, out of this comedy stuff, yeah. you know. So, so we're really very, very, you know, it's, it's my Jewish heritage coming through of the um, wanting to do it just for the money. <laughs> I think it's also, it's like the upside down version of what happens to every other comic, which is like, oh, when, when can I finally support it's myself true. with comedy? You're like, well, it was the only thing I could support myself with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like, that was, that's it. It's true. It's, it's around the wrong way. And it's, it's the reason why I never did comedy clubs much in the beginning. Yeah, like cause, all cause, other because there's not much money. There's there. no money. No. Why would I want to do that? I can make yeah. more money in half an hour on the street, you know, than I would in a week in a comedy club. So, I was so that like, was fascinating. So you were at the fun park as an employee? I was an employee in the beginning and I was paid a wage. Okay. But I could earn five times what I earned in the fun park in a day on the street. So I quit the fun park to go onto the street. With the same act? The same yeah, same act, yeah. But same less, act. yeah, I could, I could earn, you know, it was only 200 bucks a day in the fun park and I could earn, you know, a thousand bucks a day on the street. Oh my God. Um, if I wanted to. So I, I went to the street and then I went back to the fun park and they said, we'd like the to... director. Well, no, <laughs> I bought it <laughs> for a schnappchen. <laughs> Only, I fire everybody. Only 25 million. You call yourself an entertainment director. Forget it. You're out of here. No, I, I went back there and they said, you know, we'd like to have you, you know, working in the park again doing. And I said, yeah, but on the stage. So they go, yeah, on the stage. Yeah. And I said, and five times the money. And five times the money. Okay. And I, okay. So I went back to the fun park for a while and worked and I, you know, okay. like two years later with uh, five times the money. But they... Were you on the street in front of the fun park, like <laughs> stealing the customers? Beforehand. Before... <laughs> <laughs> Don't go in there, it's not as good. This is the show you want to see. Oh, we give all the money to Rob Spence, no more money for fun park. Uh, yeah, in the car park. <laughs> no, so That's amazing. So you started as a street performer. Well, yeah, I started well, start as a, you know. I uh, mean, sorry, fun park performer. Fun park performer, yeah. yeah. Fun park clown mime kind yeah. of performer, yeah. Okay. And in that fun park, I learned juggling and, and magic and acrobatics and dance and stuff, other okay. things. Yeah, And I learned from everybody working in there. And I used that and pulled that and put that in my act on the street. How did you get that first job that somebody said, hey, you're a funny guy. I'd like to pay you to entertain people at the fun park. Oh, I did a casting. Okay. It was a big casting. And they, they, um, they advertised it at my, at my high school. And I saw it and I went to my mates, hey, look, let's, let's, let's go do it. Yeah, and they go, yeah, let's go do it. Yeah. Uh, three guys, I, where we were, yeah? And we okay. all got in. Two, okay. My other mates got in as like pirates in a pirate show. And I got, I wanted to be in the pirate show or the dancing show, but I got in a, as a mime, you know? And um, I, I hated <laughs> you it. I had no idea French. what I'm, <laughs> I had, <laughs> yeah. But I had to learn French, but I wasn't allowed to speak it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I, I hated the idea. I never knew what a mime was before then or what, you know, they just, they gave me the makeup and the costume to go out and make fun of people on the street. So, and <laughs> you didn't make it as a pirate. Instead, you were a mime. Was exactly. Was it like the core of your confidence issue? <laughs> it was, it was a big <laughs> confidence issue. Yeah. It was a big confidence issue. And I, I, I was afraid to wear, like to go on the street afterwards and do shows 
without the white paint, you know. I was afraid that people would take me wrong or, or not take me, you know, think that I'm just a guy on the street and punch me and stuff like that. So right. I always wore the white makeup for the first couple of years maybe. Yeah. And then doing a street show in Lucerne, my future wife came into the picture of my life and I thought to myself, I do a, a show with that makeup on, I'm never going to pick up this chick. So I put the makeup aside and I never wore it since. She oh was she was the reason why I stopped wearing makeup on stage. I thought, no, who's going to fall in love with a mime? I'll do this show without the makeup and see how it goes. And it was like, oh, this is easy. And it was a, a massive confidence boost because, yeah, I'd, I'd always been hiding behind this mask, yeah. this comedy mask, you know. But I find sometimes masks can be, actually can relieve the pressure off a bit. Like, like not real mask, but when... Um, so, so, you know, in one of my obsessions and the obsessions of the the guys and girls I do comedy with here in, in mm -hmm. Switzerland, it's like, okay, like the search for the comedic voice, mm -hmm. you know, like what's the persona or mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. And I know that, so a lot of the time I come as Benjamin, which I find is terrifying. Uh -huh. Like not, not always, but it feels a bit naked. Mm -hmm. Whereas the, the few moments when I have either dressed in drag or dressed uh, or really exaggerated the French thing. Like, right. you know, so you, you've heard me you do the French thing, but put, sometimes... Put on a character. Put on really like the intellectual from mm. the cafe who despises everything. Jean-Luc. Jean, voilà. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just found those to be so liberating. Uh, it, it is. Yeah. It is, yeah. And, and that's... That's something as well. And I do a sketch. You can get away with more when you put on a costume because it's the character talking, not you. Yeah. You know. And um, but you know, to come back to the whole concept of um, of, of masks, you know, I, I did a whole sketch in my last show. My last show was about self worth, called Ekstark, about real strength coming. You know, the strength coming within. Oh right, yeah. And and I did a sketch about wearing masks. Uh, and I, you know, I actually put on masks and played a different character. And the basis of it is that we we are continually putting on a mask, depending who we talk to. If you're talking to some yeah, that's true. really, you know, important person, and you put on your important, like, well, you, you could be your humble mask, or it could be like, you know, I'm just as good as you mask, right. or it could be like, I know it better than you mask. It can be, you know, if if you're in a situation where you roll up to somewhere and everybody, there's like a whole bunch of motorbikers there and you feel like you get beaten up, you better put on your tough mask, you know, because, <laughs> you know, otherwise you get beaten up if you're not as tough as them, you know. Yeah. So we learn, through whoever we talk to, to put on a mask for that person. And, and the growth, the self-worth growth, is that, that you take those masks off and you get rid of them mm. and you only wear the Ben mask or the Rob mask all the time no matter who you are with, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter with the queen of England or with a street cleaner or with your, your boss, whatever, you wear the same mask. And that's, for me, that's a real signification yeah. of, 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 of true inner strength. Yeah. You know, if you, you feel so comfortable with who you are as a person, you no longer have to pretend to this or that person that you're something different that you're not really are right. yeah. all the time. Yeah. 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 But this is hard to find, not just on stage, also in your. It's hard in to find your, in life. In your it's own a, life. It's a massive. It's a massive yeah. step to take. And yeah. when, first off, it's, it's a massive step to realize yeah. that you actually Do put this. masks on, because yeah. we go through life not 
not understanding, not thinking about it. Nobody pointed that out to us, you no, know. No. And and when we point out, say, hey, you put on a mask for different people. Just think about it a bit. Which mask you put on with your mother? Which mask you put on with your wife? Which mask you put on with, you know, when you're on stage or, yeah, what, yeah. you know. And you start to think about it and you, you think, oh, I got a lot of them, you know. And, you know, I grew up in a really rough part of Sydney. Okay. And um, I was a very soft, nice good-natured kid but it was rough and if I put that good-natured kid mask on my me real me I got beaten up so okay. from small on I uh-huh. had to put on a tough guy mask even though it wasn't really a tough guy but I had to put that on to to get through in that shitty suburb that I grew up in right. my in my high school mm. they were just criminals the kids I was going to school with and if I was a soft one then I get to beat the shit out of so right so I learned to do that and then as I got older I, I still was wearing it but I had to put it off and Put another one on, and now now I've got to put my actor's mask on. Or, yeah. did you manage to? Because when you grow up having to put these masks so much, it it almost uh, there's a risk. It becomes part of you in a way. No? Well, it does. Yeah. You know, it's it's so like you know. So it's, how did you manage to? Well, to be awareness, it's all about awareness. Because, because here, for example, in Souk in Switzerland, you don't, you blend in very well. You don't, <laughs> you don't like look like a criminal from the Sydney hood. <laughs> no, I, I've, um, I've 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 got rid of that mask. Yeah. And now I'm just like I'm, and you know, I've got my happy, you know, casual Australian mask that is the real me, my real mask, my real face comes through. Right. You know? Yeah. You know, and you know, you look at people's faces as they get older. They they can get grumpy looking. They can get you know. They start wearing that emotional mask. Yes. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And you see old people. Some old people they look lovely. Yeah. Because they've got lovely thoughts and they've got lovely things going on inside yeah. them, and then they start to wear that on their face. And the people, if they're grumpy and upset, and it just turns into this old grumpy mask. Yeah. You know, and it's like if you knew. You know what's going to happen to your face beforehand. Maybe you stop wearing that mask or start True. to, to you know, put on something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it all comes back to like that 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 understanding of like your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions, your actions become your identity. Mm. You know, and so if you change, you go back and you just change your thoughts. You know, and then. You know, I have different thoughts about this situation or this people or this thing. Right. You know? and then you have different words and you have different action and you'll end up being a different person. It all is linked to that mask in a way, you know. So here, like, okay, I've consumed a lot of personal development literature over the years. And this is what they all say, like what you just said. Yeah, yeah. Did it, But, did it help you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th- I thought it helped me up until a certain point. Like, yeah. I still feel that... You don't control all your thoughts, you know, like you, you or or maybe I'm wrong, but well, you yeah, you, you can't. It's just there's too many of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and they're, and they're out of control most of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of them, you know, they just spring from your yeah from your brain. Yeah. And it, so, for example, if you take the like when when I opened for you at Casino Theatre, like it was a very important uh, moment for me because. It was, first of all, it was just before you, and it was, uh, you know, the name of the venue. Maybe not the room where we're in, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's a prestigious venue. Yeah. And and Andalib's gig in Zug is also quite well known in the expat community. So it, was, I, it felt like a step up, mm-hmm. right? Or 
And then, and I, I had my own dressing room. I mean, that must. <laughs> that must You're a big something. guy. You should, you should have your own dressing more often. I think. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, I would love to have my own dressing room all the time. Uh, but anyway, and of course, I was nervous before. Uh -huh. But I also think that I, I reached a point where I was like, okay, of course, there's nothing is guaranteed in comedy. But I feel that I can do this, mm -hmm. you know, and that that thought, it was not like just because I was repeating myself, but it was more like the four years of experience that, mm -hmm. you know, was was hopefully not culminating, was more like a checkpoint <laughs> <laughs> on the way uh, that that allowed me to have these thoughts. Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And not I just find it some of the confident Confidence and confident thoughts also need to be grounded in, in some experience. Yeah, and it's time to grow. It's, you know, and, yeah. and that's, that's something also I, I really, you know, I've, over my career, because the thing is when you're, when you're in a career as a, as a comedian, um, it's such a tough job, mm. you know. What, it, what makes it tough? Um, well, this... You've got to constantly convince people to like you, not just like every second. Yeah. You know, if people don't like you, they don't come to see your shows. So you know, even if you're an asshole on stage, they've got to like the fact you're an asshole. Yeah. You know, you can be the biggest dick, but people got to like that dick. You know, <laughs> and so, uh, so I'm. You know, you you you're fighting constantly to be funny in every moment you're on stage and you've got to win every laugh, you know, and then you've got to continually make new shows and, and you know, you, you've got to work. There's always new people coming up. Yeah. There's always a TV show you've got to try and get onto. You've got to try and get there. You've got to do social media. You've got all this different... Mm. It's, it's a tough job and there are years where you don't make enough money and you go broke and then there are years where it goes good and you think everything's going great and then the next year comes fucking... COVID-19 and all of a sudden now you're broke and yeah. you don't have any jobs and yeah. then you know then you have a good year and it, it just is so up and down it's such an emotional experience you're putting yourself out there the whole time you're yeah. the product yeah. it's not like yeah. you're selling a camera yeah you know Rob Spence is the product and Rob mm. Spence has to be clean and shiny and good and great and fantastic every time and if you have a show um you know and the audience is just shitty or the situation is shitty you take it personally that you didn't fulfill yeah. your obligations yeah. this night it's yeah. a wrong thought you have to get over that in time but it it, it is this constant this constant you know f fight with your self-worth you know if you want to learn to have like amazing self-worth become a stand-up comedian because it is a or training it will kill it forever <laughs> <laughs> exactly but it's, it's just like it's you're reflecting the whole time on yourself you yeah. know and this is tough That's to be true. continually reflecting on yourself and observing yeah. yourself and and trying to 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 grow as as a human being and uh yeah it, and so you you're really in a in a situation in a in a ground where you you work on something and then you get that out of the way. For me personally, I know because I'm always trying to grow mm. um, as best I can to get, you know, in a better situation. I um I just say, okay, I've, I've gone on top of that. Oh, and then I think that's good. And then the next, oh, it's the next level. I have to work on that now. 
and then I get out of the way, and then, then it's the next level. It, it's it's that, you know. Um, at the moment, like like the last thing I was really working on was a, 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 um, the self worth of the last show, but at the moment, what I'm seeing is like I've got a problem with self pity, you know, like when you know things aren't working at the moment, like and you start to feel sorry for yourself, and you you so you know self pity that oh then they're making lots of money doing that and I'm not making any money and there's all you know, the government is not giving them money but it's not giving me money and you get into this whole self oh, right. so, so yeah. there's a self pity thing that I'm having to, oh look at that that's still that's still a problem there yeah. so I can work on that and get that out of the way you know it's giving me an opportunity at the moment to re-shine my diamond in a diamond of self-worth you know wow. and that happens continually I find if yeah. you start to observe it and you give a consciousness on it you know yeah. And that's that's being a comedian that allows you to have that uh, reflection because a lot of people spiral into self pity, but they don't even realize it. You know, mm -hmm. they're right in there mm -hmm. and thinking that because you know self pity also makes sense logically. It's yeah, like, it makes great sense, and it's great to go into there and <laughs> and then you get all these people go oh 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 and. Then, <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun you know like but it doesn't do you any good you know it's it's shit it's, if you it's shit it's if you shit. listen to this on the podcast app you have to watch the the it's gonna be on youtube as well you yeah. have to watch rob's faces as he just did that <laughs> self-pity summarized <laughs> exactly it's true like you find people who join in on the concert of your of yourself oh, they love it everyone wants to join in because everybody knows what it's like to be in that situation i have pain of some sort and yeah, they go, oh you poor true. thing oh, and they all want to help you and stuff but helping somebody is not is not like you know love and pink and roses and stuff loving somebody is telling them the truth like stop being a fucking wuss you know pick yourself up do something change your direction try something new yeah. fight back you know don't lie on the ground in a ball and hide under your bed get up and try something and new and, 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 and yeah. reflect and, and work and make new contacts and try and find the silver lining in this shit that we're going through. And, and I find this is a bit of a problem that, that society become more and more wimps and we're all like, we want you know, help here and help there. And, but we have to stand up and fight for, you know, to get through. To get know? through. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you, did you, did your episodes of, uh, so at the moment you're dealing with self-pity. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, I'm, like openly in the uh, on the media, in the media, and um, I'm getting over it. And uh, but what about like, uh, you know, you, you've had moments also of, of self worth crisis. That, yeah, self hate, the whole the whole thing, and yeah. that were completely. No, was it related to your success or not? Or you could be at the peak of your success and feel like a. Oh no! You never have them at the peak of your success. No. Okay. The peak is yeah. No, that's stupid. You got <laughs> to wait. That's just inefficient. That's just like no. You have to wait till it's really has a very strong effect on you. You can really use it to like you know get a lot of pain and tears going. <laughs> No. So no. you have you 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 have it when so one in these low years, for example, where you're saying when the what you said you know some years you do great and then some years you go broke or is this when the yeah. self confidence kind of hits? yeah I had I had a horrible year in around 2002. I just done Rob's comedy club, 44 half hour shows. Yeah. 
I got into the Wochen show in Germany, the biggest, the biggest TV yeah. show in Germany. And I was like 20 episodes in that. And I thought my career was going through the roof. And, right. and I, I'd, been, I'd worked very hard. I was 30 at the time. I had two kids at home. And, and I, I'd given a lot of effort. And I'd made a couple of shows. And I was, I was a working, hardworking comedian. And, and all of a sudden, it just the card house just started falling down. The TV show, I stopped it because it was too much pain, too much work for what I was earning. I couldn't afford to keep doing it at that pace. Yeah. We didn't have money for writers and yeah. stuff like that. But then I, I you know, I got uh, into shows in Germany. I got like a, 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 a pilots for different shows and TV yeah. commercials. And I had a whole bunch of things. And, and yeah. one after another, these all went down the drain. Like okay. for like two years, everything I turned touched to shit. And um, I just, just, just went like from having super career and things were going great so all of a sudden now I'm broke again and no jobs and no new show and no TV show mm. and nobody interested in me and that just threw me into a depression and, I, and, and how I, did you get through it um, I hid under the bed for two weeks for real? <laughs> no yeah I kind of I really went into really depression for like two weeks or I really just didn't get out of bed much and stuff and oh. then I just like dragged my ass out of bed I made a phone call to a a TV producer in Germany made a meeting to go and have a meeting with them. I hopped on the train and I fell asleep in a depression in Basel and I woke up around Frankfurt and it was like a fog had just lifted off me. It was this craziest thing and I just felt normal again. I went to the meeting, didn't get anything out of it, but the fog had lifted. I came home and just got to work and I said, okay, I'm going to go on tour again with a theater show. I, I, at that time, I'd fired my, my manager and I hired... 20 theaters i did all of the publicity myself i got a sponsors for for radio for tv for press and i just did it and i pulled myself and my family out of the hole again you know we were, we had we had money again and then i had another opportunity to go to australia for a big show in australia which went bankrupt and went down the grain and then i went into another oh hole. i had another hole <laughs> yeah then i got offered to work for the, the producers of Mr. Bean to make the next sort of Mr. Bean show in England. I went to England, did that, started that, that went down the drain, I came home. Was, it Rich, was uh, Richard Curtis still involved with No, nah, no, nah, it wasn't okay. Richard Curtis, it was the producers. It was the producers okay. called Tiger Aspect. I was working with Tiger Aspect and Just for Laughs, Just Pour Rire for Mont Montreal. Yeah, yeah. The two biggest comedy you know, TV producers and they backed me and then all of a sudden Channel 4, oh, no, the BBC were going to back this project. They mm -hmm. said, no, no, it doesn't suit us and they pulled the plug on it. Okay. And then I went into another kind of light depression okay. for, for another year. And then I pulled myself out again and, and got, got so through. So to pull yourself out, a ride on the Swiss train, that's why they're so proud of their train yeah. system. <laughs> it cures depression. Well, you know, I mean, time. The, no, the, thing, the thing is, the thing is I, I, I went into self-pity, you know. Yeah, I yeah. went into self-pity. And it uh, seems to be a recurring pattern that I've still not completely overcome most of it but like i don't do that anymore like that went into self-pity and tumbled down and that, that the second time it happened like the big one where it messed up with the bbc and all that sort of stuff i just sort of just stuck around and painted for a year i didn't really mm. give any effort to try and do yeah. uh, shows or anything and then i said okay now i'm in debt badly i better pull my finger mm. out and i pushed again yeah. and that was 10, 11 years ago, and I haven't stopped pushing since. And I've never had, I've had ups and downs. I've had many ups and downs, like at the moment, this whole corona thing, but yeah. it hasn't hurt me this time because I've learned so much from the past and I've learned that going down and the self pity doesn't bring anything, yeah. that you just have to get up, wipe yourself off, yeah. and keep 
fighting and keep going, keep the positivity, keep the positive thoughts, because, you know, get the positive thoughts, the positive actions, the positive movement forward, yeah. you know, that's so important. Self-pity is, uh, is tricky because sometimes you feel genuinely hurt by something, the you circumstances, do. the situation, you do. You do. and that hurt is legitimate. Mm. But it, but it's hard to then from that need to feel, you know, like I'm hurting. It's real <laughs> to, to to spiral down into this. I mean, it can be super destructive. Yeah. Yeah. And no, it's a it's a it's a very horrible downward spiral. And it's uh, it's it's very useless, really, to yeah. get to do it. Yeah. yeah it's better to, to observe yourself and see what you're doing and and get out of it. And but I only managed to do this because of like different self-help things that i've done over the years in order to learn more about okay. myself to you know understand to it yeah. yeah 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 okay. one good guy is uh joe dispenser he does some really great videos on understanding the way your brain thinks joe dispenser joe dispenser okay he's an american guy dispenser is the latin version of my name spence Dispenser. Uh, dispenser dispenser <laughs> so uh joe dispenser he does some amazing work um I've watched some videos on him yeah he's amazing work on on seeing how your brain works and what causes you to fall into these patterns. Yeah. Okay, I'll yeah. check it out. Yeah, interesting. Cool. So, Rob, we've talked for quite some time already. Uh, Hours. I'm sure that we've <laughs> more than enough. <laughs> yes. I just have one last question. Go ahead. Shoot. Any anything you want to say to the? Actually, I was going to ask for a comedian. You know, the scared and and fear, fearing comedian. But actually, anybody who's scared and and fearing to uh you know to get into a direction that they really want to mm. um any word of wisdom for these people yeah i think life is way too short not to follow your heart mm. you know if your heart bleeds to do something to try something then you know just think shit if i don't do it now am i ever going to do it i heard a story of like an an old man who was 90 years old and he was learning Russian. And someone said, why are you learning Russian with 90 years old? He says, well, if I don't do it now, I'll never do it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's this thing is like, well, how long do you want to wait, you know, to do it? Yeah. Just like pull yourself up, like take the, take the trust, trust in yourself, trust in the universe, trust that this life is so short and this world is so great and there's so many possibilities and there's so much, you know, opportunity there yeah. and there are people there to help you there's courses online you know just take the step and then keep keep walking know that that stream is going to be strong but just swim harder and, and prepare yourself to swim you know get yourself ready get yourself psychologically ready get yourself physically ready you know to sport eat well look after yourself so that when you get into that stream that you can stream yeah. you can swim and trust and know that things magic magic will happen when you go in the right direction magic will happen That's a nice conclusion. Magic will happen. Thank you so much, Rob. You're welcome. See you next time. See you, everyone. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Superpower of Confidence podcast. If you want to find out more about Rob Spence and what he's up to, visit the website www.robspence.ch or follow him on social media. If you want to find out more about me, subscribe to my newsletter, book me as a speaker or comedian, visit www.bendelahe.com. All the links will be in the show notes. If you have enjoyed this content, please subscribe to the podcast or subscribe to my YouTube channel, share it or leave a review on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Until then, take care.